0: That's ixl.com/be. Welcome to Transformative Principle. I'm so excited about this conversation. This is a recording of a Twitter Space that Damon Hargraves and I did. Uh, if you remember, Damon Hargraves and I worked together in Kodiak Island Borough School District many years ago, and we stay in touch. And I love talking with him whenever I can. And this was no exception. We talk about Chat GPT, and there's some pretty interesting stuff in there. And, you know, these are all just ideas spitballing. Uh, and I hope you enjoy the conversation. But here's what's really amazing. After this conversation, I got connected with a startup uh, called School AI that's working on some stuff about using AI in schools, specifically Chat GPT. Specifically, Chat GPT. And so I'm looking forward to uh, doing some more work with them. But what we're doing is we're doing these user interviews, where we learn about what people are thinking, what they are experiencing, and what they think would be good for them to uh, be able to do with AI. So if you are interested in talking with us, we're still looking for people to talk with, go to transformativeprinciple.org episode 518. For this episode, there's a link to schedule a time with us. Now, if you're thinking, yeah, I might want to do that sometime. Don't wait, because we're almost done with our first round of interviews, and we want to get you in there as soon as possible. So go to transformativeprinciple.org/episode518 and sign up for a time. I look forward to seeing you there. And here's my interview with Damon about ChatGPT. I mean, it's not really an interview; more of a conversation. Damon, tell me what's going on. What are you thinking?
1: Well, first off, can you hear me?
0: Yeah, welcome.
1: Dude, hey, happy new year.
0: Happy new year. I haven't talked to you in forever.
1: I know, man. I've just been reading these articles uh, coming out of Education Week, and I keep thinking of you, and I was like, man, we just need to do a Twitter space.
0: Well, I think that was a good idea. I am recording it so we can save it, and if I can figure out how to get it out of here and into my podcast, then I'll put it on there, too.
1: I think there's a way to do that. Uh, I've heard about a couple other people doing so. (laughs) But um, yeah, chat, chat, uh, these chat bots, man. Uh, Schools in New York are starting to ban them, starting to ban them on the networks and block them from uh, access. Shocker, shocker. Is it a good thing? Is it a bad thing? Um, What's going on? It's so stupid because every kid has a phone.
0: Like... (laughs) come on what are we doing that kind of stuff like it's the wrong thing and you know you know i was gonna say that but it's just like
1: <laughs> i did that's what i want to talk to you.
0: <laughs> it's so crazy like yeah i so my my philosophy here is really like you've got to these these things are going to exist in the future in some way shape or form regardless of what is happening you know like It's just going to be a part of our world. And to ignore that or to think of anything else is just – it's irresponsible and a a total waste of time because you could do so much better to say, hey, guys, here's this tool. Go ahead and start using it, and let's see what we get. And so you get the basic background knowledge stuff, uh, the basic like – what are your thoughts on this thing completely out of the way, but the kids don't actually know it. They're just going to cut and paste. Right. But then if you give them a chance and like, say, okay, read what it said. Now, what do you think about that? That's where the skill comes in. And that's what we need to be doing as
1: teachers. I saw a meme uh, maybe yesterday um, that went something along the lines of, if you are assigning writing, then you're in trouble. If you're teaching writing, then there's nothing to be afraid of. Yes, exactly. I thought that was, yeah. I kind of put it in a nutshell. If you're if if you're relying on assignments that could probably have been googled anyway, then yeah, this is uh, this is messing you up big time. Yeah, and if you're if you're more concerned of actually teaching writing, then maybe this is a tool. I don't know. Yeah. I seem to remember you saying something very similar to that,
0: I don't know, in 2014, when we were at Kodiak Middle School together, (laughs) so, come on.
1: Yeah, it's nothing. Oh,
0: Damon's getting out of his car, so, looks like we lost him for a second, so, uh, Jenna, welcome, see that you joined, glad to... uh, Glad to have you here. Oh, are you at Central Valley here in Washington? Right by me? That'd be cool if you are. I'm gonna invite you to speak. And I'm gonna invite Chris to speak. Of course you don't have to agree to come on, that's totally fine. But if you want to, I'd love to love to hear from you as well. Well, oh, they're jockeying for position. We'll see we'll see what we get. Oh. Oops, sorry.
1: All right, Jethro, can you hear yeah, me? Yeah, now
0: I can hear you. Welcome back. So, we were saying, Damon, this is stuff that we were talking about back in 2014. Oh, I just lost him. All right, well, Jenna and Chris, I'm all alone here now. So, feel free to, uh, to jump in if you would like to. If not, no worries. It's totally fine. Yeah, I. The thing is, I've played with the Chat GPT thing, and I've seen some some really good stuff on it, and seen some some cool cool things that you can do with it. So, I think that it's really powerful, and um, I I think we should be doing more with it than than blocking it. Like, it just doesn't make any sense at all. Well, Damon, I invited you, so whenever you can accept that invite, invite to speak. There we go. All right, I'm back. I'm
1: back, I'm back. Yeah. Yeah, the... Twitter Spaces doesn't like handoffs very much. Yeah. Um, so, Jethro, you talked a little bit about um, playing with uh, Chat GPT. Have you tried any other of the other chat bots or any um, of the other new machine learning AI art? Yeah.
0: Stuff. So, um, so check this out. If you send an e- a crappy email to better email at jethrojones.com, you will actually get a better email back. Um, And so I created that and uh, using uh, OpenAPI's DaVinci language learning model. And it's pretty cool. And like, so you can go literally uh, onto any, any email and just send it to that account and it'll come back with a better email. So you can send something that's really poor get something good back. And I've been using it for here. I'll let you in on a little secret. So I take show notes every time I do a podcast interview. And what I've been doing is I've been taking those show notes and I've been putting them into chat GPT and, or into DaVinci and saying, turn these notes into a blog post or turn these notes into a Twitter thread or turn these notes into an email. And I've, Literally used it to make emails and uh, tw- tweet, um, uh, Twitter Twitter threads and a bunch of other things, which I think is I think it's pretty cool. I mean, I'm enjoying it. I think it's great. It saves me time. So, like- so Jethro,
1: Jethro, how how far away are we from uh, teachers being able to say I need a I need a, a guided lesson plan for uh, seventh grade math class uh, teaching these content standards for a class of 25 students with these demographics I want it to be culturally relevant and uh, we're going to be teaching at this time of year with these assets at our disposal ready to go uh, I need a month's worth of lesson plan yeah so it creates Agreed. it on the fly how, how far away are we from that
0: Um, I think that we are very close because you train these models by what you give them. And so if you give them a ton of lesson plans, they can start to figure that stuff out. And so it's close. It just needs somebody to create that and make it happen. So
1: you've got the library of your potential curriculum, and then you've got an AI that's tied to that, library, uh, but is also tied into your student information system. Yeah. So it, it's seeing the demographics of your class. It's seeing maybe the progression and the latest test scores from your students uh, and making adjustments on the fly. I mean,
0: yeah. I mean, the the real challenge comes in like you basically for that would have to host your own uh, language learning model and, and do all that stuff in house. But, uh, you know, I think, I think that as ed tech company is probably right now working on doing something like that. And I mean that if I understood how to do it more, I would jump on that bandwagon and start producing that because it'd be amazing because that's what we're all searching for with all the, all the ed tech that we're going
1: after. And, uh, all the data that the teachers pay kids. teachers yeah, yeah like all that totally stuff. yeah teachers are going out right now searching for that trying to build it and uh because they know their kids they're modifying and and uh you know not wanting to just follow the canned curriculum they're they're wanting to go out online and whatever resources they can find and pull together to fit uh, for their own students. Um, what if they had a power tool uh, in the form of an AI that was like a, you know, a private secretary that, that worked yeah. simply to research and develop um, supporting content or plans or yeah, feed them ideas or, yeah. Pretty yeah, so, so this is where, like,
0: it, so I, I posted this a thread and I just added it to the thread of this space so if you're listening to this and you go down and look at what I just posted you'll you'll see it connected to this thread and it talks about executive functioning skills from from an interview I did with Mitch Weathers and there's like seven or eight different things on there and what's cool is that I I was able to take my notes and just post this and it was it was good enough. And it, it was, it was good enough that I could post it and feel like it was decent. And, and so I'm looking at my views and I got 402 views from it, which is pretty good for my tweets. Like I don't get a ton of engagement and I got, I got seven engagements from that of hearts and, and retweets. So, so I think that there's, there's some good stuff there that I can do that, but here's where I think it's really powerful. When I am stuck on an idea or I have something I can use this to help me flush out that idea instead of calling you and saying let me do this which is I like calling you and help having you help me flush out ideas better um, but in a pinch this will do this will do just fine and give you some so it's an additional guidance. it's an additional source that you can call right? exactly yep. And and you know that that matters a lot. So my real my question for you, Damon, is you're you're ready to write a dissertation now, right?
1: Uh, yeah, I already started. Yeah. So
0: so uh, how are you going to incorporate this into your dissertation writing?
1: <clears throat> well, it's it's funny because. Um... Some of this AI kind of machine learning technology I already have started using, Uh, one of the things that they're actually teaching now, at least in my school for my doctorate, uh, was how to use different tools to, um, to write the dissertation. So rather than just sitting down with pen and paper or keyboard and mouse and writing, um, they've, they've been explicitly teaching how to utilize uh, different dictation tools. And I know that the, the back end of those is using machine learning and different forms of AI to mm-hmm. um, help with the dictation. So that's already in place. What, is it, what does it mean for if, uh, if I could provide talking points and utilize... Um, some form of AI to assist me in research, man, that would be amazing. That would just be fun. You know, Um, navigating all these uh, Boolean searches uh, can get a little tedious, Um, but also being able to use a tool to help, you know, summarize this research for me really quick to see if it's fruitful and just being able to do that on the fly. I could see, I can see being able to do that. There's a tool out there. Um, I think it's called Research Rabbit, um, that really helps you. It's kind of like uh, Google Scholar on oh, steroids. Oh yeah. Um,
0: yes, I've heard of this. And
1: and it's uh, it's a phenomenal tool. It, it, it what it does is it looks at your it, it looks at scholarly you know researched papers. And then basically makes connections to other research papers. So, and then um, it almost, as it starts unfolding, it almost looks like uh, the old TweetDeck tool, where you can develop mm-hmm. uh, columns of sources and things like that. I could see AI becoming a, a big part of of a tool like research Rabbit and uh, and it really kind of. I don't know, just changing the way we do research. Again, it's like a, it's like a whole team of research assistants in your pocket, you know, almost like a full-time secretary that can think and access and collate in an instant. Um, Yeah. pretty Excited. Yeah. I mean, that is, that is
0: amazing. And here's the other thing is that when, when you have those kinds of tools at your disposal, then you can do things differently than you would be doing them otherwise, and <clears throat> I just think that that is really cool because it gives you this superpower basically, where you can you can do things that you wouldn't be able to do otherwise. And so, like this guy um, a while ago shared this this thing um, where he he helped a, a landscaper. Um, do the thing that I did with the better email and so that that guy could communicate with people now. So if you think about somebody with disabilities who's always at a disadvantage because they can't communicate as effectively as others, like this opens up a whole new world for them. Just predictive text in, in iOS for my daughter has made a huge difference for her being able to communicate with her friends that it just... It's incredible and empowering. And to think that somebody would say, no, you can't use this tool that will actually help you, um, like show some of your brilliance, that is hard for us to see as as normal people. Uh, it's really disappointing.
1: So here's a, here's a question. So do you think the bigger impact for these types of tools will be in how students... Uh, I guess how students work or cheat or circumvent uh, the teacher's assignment or do you think the bigger change will be in uh, how teachers are creating, accessing, developing curriculum on the fly?
0: Um, honestly, uh, I, I think it's going to take teachers forever to to utilize this in a powerful way for them because <laughs> the first thing we're thinking of is that kids are going to be cheating or whatever. And as I've said for decades now, if, if you have an assignment where a student can cheat or a test where a student can ch- cheat, then that's on you as the educator. And if they can, then they will. And you should expect it. And, and be prepared for it and not be bent out of shape that they're doing the thing that you set them up to do.
1: Yeah. Again, if we're, if we're, uh, giving writing assignments, man, we're in trouble. If we're, uh, teaching writing, then, you know, this is just another tool for us to access and for our students to access. Yep. I mean,
0: that, that is so true. And, and and that tweet that you shared, um, that I will that I will tweet also. Where was it? I saw it in your feed. I thought uh, I DM'd you, and it was in my feed. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, it just like that is really, really the truth. Like, if you're teaching writing, then um, then that's great. If you are. Uh, yeah, chat GPT will be brutal in classrooms where writing is assigned rather than taught. Yeah, I totally agree with that. That's from the Education Week article, and I will, I will link to that right now also in the thread for this. Some of these other tools yeah. that
1: um, develop art, like where you can put in some uh, directions and then it'll create a, an art piece. I've got one that I downloaded... Uh, it's just an app actually that runs on my computer you can you can tell it to do things in the form of van Gogh or in the form of yeah. uh Picasso um, what do you see how do you see that the more graphical ai tools is there any effect on education on the on the mainstream education that you see yeah I mean
0: for that, I think that'll be a little bit harder for people to 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 use to, to cheat, but to teach a specific, like teach what it means in the style of Van Gogh with something that the kids can recognize and see, I think that's incredibly powerful. And to take like an idea that is current to them, like for example, the, the Twitter logo of a blue bird and do that in the style of Van Gogh. I I do think that there's value in that and teaching kids what the style of Van Gogh means so that they can recognize it when they see it. I mean, I took I took some sort of like world civilizations and some art classes and I like I don't know anything about that stuff. And <laughs> like when somebody says that it's like that it's like in the style of Van Gogh, I think I know what that could look like, but I I couldn't like describe it to you, but I'm pretty sure I could spot it probably. And well, and I think that's really. right? Like in so doing
1: much that. of so much of art isn't very easily describable in words. You you have to see it. So maybe these AIs become uh, almost a form of a database for an art class to showcase what that art style is, because they're looking at that artist. That the AI is looking at that artist's catalog of everything they've ever done, right? So that Mm -hmm. that AI may know better uh, or or at least be a very good source for what that artist's style is. Um, And yes, you could probably find a written description, but being able to use an AI tool and take the same picture and compare and contrast how that photo would look Uh, painted through the lens of a different, you know, a different artist um, would really help solidify what makes that artist style significant um, or important. Um, One thing about this tool that I downloaded was that uh, Van Gogh was just one of the artists that I recognized out of a handful. Uh, There were a ton of artists that I, that I did not know who they were but it made me curious. Mm-hmm. And so I could see um, spending some time looking through and seeing what, okay, well, what is their style? And then wanting to learn more about that artist, you know?
0: Yeah, so, totally. I, it's funny because I had the same exact reaction. I saw an artist that I had no idea who it was in one of these things. And I'm like, who in the world is that? And so I was like, I should go learn more about them because I think that looks really pretty. And so then I went and learned more. I don't remember who it was now because I didn't care that much, but (laughs) I was like, that's interesting. I should, I, I would be interested in checking that out. And so I'm putting a couple links in here into this thread of, of uh, people who have done this thing, exactly what you're talking about um, in the style of Van Gogh, et cetera. And so I'm just putting these in. I'm such a good spaces host. Man, I'm, like are. adding value I'm with That's this. That's
1: why I wanted you to host. Yeah, it's pretty awesome.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a sickness. I just can't help myself sometimes. Just
1: out of curiosity, are you on the phone and on the computer at the same time?
0: No, I am just on the phone.
1: Wow. man, but you're good.
0: Be, Being on the computer uh, at the same time would, would be smart. <laughs> <laughs> I should have thought of that.
1: <laughs> uh,
0: so funny. So funny. Okay, well let's let's get back to this idea of of how teachers are gonna use this stuff because your um oh my gosh. Bigfoot at bat. This one's great. Thank you, <laughs> Stephen Green. Um what are what are some ways that you see teachers actually using this? You shared the example of, you know, being able to bring up a specific course or standard or, or reach a certain student. What what else are you seeing as part of, uh, as some that teachers can use this to be beneficial for their courses?
1: Well, some things that I've been uh, thinking about that I don't hear anybody else talking about are. The AI is becoming kind of a silent partner with uh, teachers as they're working with, with students. Um, for, for years now, we've been working on um, different assessment tools to help teachers kind of take a, we call it a dipstick test every, you know, eight weeks or so. Or if a student's in an intervention, we might, we might test them at the end of the week. Um, what if there was an AI that was just quietly working in the background? If we want to get super, you know, kind of creepy a little bit even, what if there were cameras in the classroom that were watching behaviors and watching um, how students are interacting with their peers, how students are uh, working on their assignments and what their assignments are? What if all of that was just being fed into a a system that was – looking at all of that so if if there's an ai that could uh look at that there's there's no other way to do it except for some sort of ai there's just too much information we've been working on data dashboards and ways of cataloging the data and uh, schools produce so much data it's amazing um but it's difficult to utilize it all effectively. There, there does need to be an AI in place looking at all this stuff. Uh, just yeah. the, the information that we already have, there would be things that we don't normally see that an AI would see and, and could help and assist and recommend. And then to the extreme, maybe an AI that is um, really watching everything that's happening and and making suggestions and prompting and when when someone in class mentions beethoven uh that gets registered some way and and if there appears to be an interest in beethoven then then there's um the next day there's uh, some additional information for that student or something you know i could see things like that happening eventually
0: yeah so i was listening to the uh concept- Gaming Concepts podcast by Generation Esports, and they were one of the hosts was sharing how she was um, she was uh, talking to the students, and she and one of the students said, "Well, I can't do that. I don't know how to do that part." And she said, "Well, can you explain to me how to, you know, change out a carburetor on a V eight or something like that?" and the, the kid goes, oh, you care about what I know? And like, great teachers do what you're talking about all the time. But imagine if some kid said something or wrote something about Beethoven, and then just in time, all these resources were delivered to them, uh, giving more information about Beethoven, knowing what they knew already, like having an idea of how far along they were, and then giving the right level of information that they could actually benefit from. And then imagine if that is delivered to them at or just barely above their reading level so that they could comprehend it and continue to grow. Like that kind of thing would be, would be truly amazing and, and really would be cool. Now the, the surveillance piece I'm not so big a fan of, but the, the way of, you know, every answer that they submit to the teacher, you know, becomes part of that data that, that is being, I mean, it's being collected on them anyway, you know? And, and so if we could at least make it more useful, yeah, think of it, that would think make of it this a lot more way. sense.
1: Yeah. Think of it this way. So when you step into an Uber, um, there's a, you're fully, you know, there's, there's a camera, there's a microphone, like you're, you're on video multiple with multiple cameras, right? Uh, that helps to ensure safety um, and ensure, mm-hmm. um, you know, lots of things. Uh, what if, you know, there's an intervention room uh, where when you go into that intervention room, it's capturing as much data as possible, including a microphone, including a camera, that um, where it can ensure... That everything is being done possible to work effectively with that student. Uh, I'm definitely on the edge of what totally sounds creepy. I realize that, but um, I'm just thinking of the more data you put into these uh, bots, the more effective they can be. So, you know, maybe, maybe there are rooms in a school or particular places where it would be acceptable to be at this level, you know, um, you know, it'd be kind of, it'd be kind of nice if, uh, you know, while you were doing the math problem, the, the AI would prompt you, um, and coach you as you were working the math problem out on a piece of paper, just because it could see what you were doing. You know, you didn't, you didn't need to use any other technology. You had a piece of paper and a pencil, maybe even. And uh, as you're mm-hmm. working, it's it's talking to you, you know? Yeah. I mean, that truly
0: is what we all hope that Siri is, right? And every other virtual assistant that we have, that's what we want. Like, we don't want the, hey, tell me what the college football score is. And it's like, I'm sorry, I don't see any college football scores. And you're like, you know, the college football game is on. That's, that's what I get from Siri most of the time, but you want that just in time, just what I need, right. When I need it without all this complexity around it, you want it to be uh, easy and just work for you. Right.
1: Absolutely. And you can think of it earlier. You mentioned uh, how teachers have been differentiating, you know, forever. That's, that's just good teaching, Mm -hmm. finding a connection, Uh, either differentiating the level of content or differentiating so that a student can pursue the, what's interesting to them. Right. So Mm -hmm. what, what if the AI is like a supercharger for the curriculum that allows the teacher to differentiate? So not only are they doing chapter two, uh, lesson three of their algebra homework, but it's chapter two, lesson three algebra specific to um you know that kid that wants to uh be a fisherman and it's mm-hmm. really hard to explain to him why algebra is important to fishermen Oh my but gosh, it actually yes. is but it's a it's a tailored lesson you could think of it as a bespoke lesson that is specifically tailored for that student no one else in the history of uh math students will will ever receive that content exactly as how it's being presented to that student that wants nothing more than to follow in his dad's footsteps and become a fisherman um yeah and uh and having having that math content not just be topically tied to fishing and the fishing industry but actually being like fundamentally built into problems and being presented in a way that makes sense for someone who wants to be a fisherman, you know, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's not just topical. It's not just like, okay, the boat, this boat starts at point B and this point starts at point uh, C, you know, going 10 miles an hour. Where do they meet in the middle? You know, not, not that, but fundamentally edited and tailored in a bespoke way for that student to uh, help them, you know, do what they want to do in life.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, so I just asked chat why to explain why algebra is important to fishermen. So it responds. There are a few ways in which algebra could be important to a fisherman. Algebra can help a fisherman understand and make predictions about how certain variables, such as the size and number of fish in a particular area might change over time. For example, a fisherman might use algebraic equations to model the population dynamics of certain species of fish and make predictions about how the population will change in response to various factors such as fishing pressure, temperature, and food availability, etc. So, you know that I I think that that example of
1: how do we make (laughs) (laughs)
0: yeah how do we make what kids I know how do we make what kids are learning relevant to them in the moment, I think is incredibly powerful. That's what, that's what we all want. Right. And we can't always make those connections, but if we can, then that's pretty cool.
1: So I think that's amazing. What, um, what's, what's happening, you know, what started decades and decades and decades ago in special education was uh, students started to receive, individualized learning plans okay Mm -hmm. so our our neediest students um you know their their learning plans developed for our neediest students now for our high achieving students our gifted and talented or high achieving students they um also receive a form of individualized learning plan in our district it's called a student learning plan so Mm -hmm. you know it's kind of funny like the The special education students receive an IEP. The the gifted and talented students receive uh, an SLP. What about the students in the middle? You know, I remember talking to you about this many, many years ago, but it kind of feels like the future of education is that everybody has an individualized learning plan where their interests, their strengths, their goals can be addressed in education. And isn't an an AI tool like how that's going to happen? A a, a teacher can't possibly track every individualized plan, um, if there's any variety in them at least, uh, in their classroom. But an AI could, couldn't it? Yeah. Isn't, Isn't that a tool that could allow this to happen?
0: Well, and this is the the dream of every ed tech um, tool that has been out there is that that is exactly what would happen. But let me direct you to a podcast of episode of mine from uh, 2017, which the title is an individualized education program for every student, which is exactly what you're just talking about, which is that we should Every student deserves to have a plan specifically tailored for them, and that's what my my work has been since um, 2014. When I went to Kodiak, that was what I was striving to do in every school that I've worked in since then.
1: It just uh, it just seems like that's that's what has to happen. I mean that's that's what that's what has to happen. Eventually, that's kind of the maybe the singularity, <laughs> right? <Yeah. laughs> in, in, in education, when we get to the point where each student has their own individualized plan, then that's a some form of singularity, right? In in education, yeah. so
0: uh, does that then take out the need for teachers, Damon?
1: Absolutely not, absolutely not, teachers will be more important than ever um a skilled coach a skilled relationship a skilled person uh to be involved as a student is learning that's that's how students that's how human beings develop to learn right yeah we need that person we need that person um I'm sure there are lots of tools out there that sell themselves as the be-all, end-all or uh, being able to do everything. Um, I, I don't think that there's anything like that that exists. We, we're, we're human beings. We need to interact and work with other people. There, there needs to be someone involved that we trust and respect. And, uh, and, and we, we want that. Uh, because that's how we develop good people. That's how we develop good citizens. That's how we develop um, people that we want to live next to, you know?
0: Yeah, I I totally agree. And I think anybody who's saying that that robots are going to take over for teachers, like... No it's, way. It, it's just not going to happen. No. And, and that's not going to happen for any part of a teacher's job that is about connection. And... um there are some, probably some dystopian books and movies and TV shows out there about robots becoming too realistic and providing connection that isn't real. But I gotta tell you, man, I think I think great teachers are never gonna not have a job. They'll always be needed. They'll always be necessary. And even even in new ways that where a, a classroom teacher standing in front of thirty kids every day physically is is not that may not be forever but people will always need other people to help guide them down paths that's just that's just all there is to it we need that connection we need we other want people we need, yeah yeah we desire Absolutely. it and and i do not want to just go to a, a a computer to tell me all the things that that i need to learn but i do want to get a lot of stuff from the internet or from chatbots or whatever the case may be, whatever the next thing they're going to create is. Um, but I still want to connect with a real human being a, as much as possible.
1: Absolutely. And if you're, um, you know, kind of going back to that slogan that we keep talking about, if you're, if, if you're a teacher who spends all their time assigning, uh, that may be replaceable, mm-hmm. you know, uh, there, there may be systems that come in that can replace that. I don't, I don't know that we need just that you, you you've got to have more than that. Uh, you, you've got, I don't necessarily, um, I don't know that uh, each teacher has to have um, a super high level relationship with all of their students. I think that that's one of many positive effects that teachers can have on students. Um, But it's not the be all end all. I think we talk about that a lot. Uh, You know, relationships are definitely important, but it doesn't mean that the teacher has to be the student's friend. I guess that's all I'm trying to say. Mm
0: -hmm. If the
1: students respect the teacher and wanna work with the teacher and be coached by the teacher and led by the teacher, that doesn't necessarily have to be um, somebody that you hug at the door every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, it can it can look a little different. So the the teachers, I, I guess I'm saying this to say we're not just needing a warm body to smile at the students. Um, there's 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 a lot more to that relationship than than just that. The the AI can't offer that. But also, the the relationship with the teacher is more than that. The, it's, it's more than just someone who can be positively effectual with the mm-hmm. student. It's more sophisticated. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's,
0: it's about having a real relationship, not just a kind, encouraging word. It's about knowing who the person is and caring about them as an individual. And every person needs that but not but a teacher doesn't have to have that with every single student they
1: have yeah and maybe the maybe the student doesn't the 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 students getting that from other places maybe Mm -hmm. um you know there are certainly schools where the only positive relationship that the student has is their teacher uh but that's not like that everywhere Uh, sometimes that student just needs a really good math teacher who can, who can lead them, coach them, uh, present, help (laughs) make connections, you know, help, uh, help teach the student how to use the AI bot uh, to, to access what interests them and, um, lead them along, you know?
0: Yeah. So I, I, I'm glad you added that last point because, um, because that's really important also, that sometimes you just need somebody to, to tell you shut up and listen and learn how to do this thing, right? And and if that, like, I've had good math teachers, I've had bad math teachers, and on different access, I've had focused math teachers and math teachers I could get off track by asking them about something else, and they were so concerned about being my friend or being friendly that they didn't actually teach me any math. And, you know, sometimes you need something on on either spectrum of that and and that you know that's a real thing too and and so i i put another thing in that one of the things that i used with my own daughter was she was hassling me about giving her ideas for uh writing a christmas story and i was like you know i am tired i want to go to bed she's supposed to be in bed but she's going to go down and write at at her bedtime as a way to like calm down and and finish off her day and she's it's fine to do that but i couldn't think of anything i was totally frazzled and could not come up with any ideas for any kind of story so i put it in chat gpt and said give me 10 ideas for a christmas story that an 11 year old could write and i just needed something Jeez. to give her so she'd stop <laughs> bugging me and and that was great and it was it was wonderful because it helped me be a more involved dad by giving her what she needed at the time when I did not have it in me to give her what she needed. Does that make sense?
1: Absolutely. That makes sense. What, what that allowed you to do Jethro is you could transition from being like a pinball machine or a lottery machine, just feeding out some ideas to quickly producing a list and then sitting along beside her and then actually having the more sophisticated conversation about what each story might look like, you know? Exactly. And I, I did great.
0: I did have the energy for that, but I did not have the energy for coming up with something. Because then I move into a different position also. Instead of giving her ideas, I say, "How do you think that you would write a story about a group of friends that goes on a quest to find the perfect Christmas tree for their town?" Yes, exactly. And that's the thing that is harder to replicate with AI and the thing that I actually want to spend time doing with my daughter.
1: Um, so earlier, I want to go back to one of the questions I asked you about um, the uh, the question in, in regards to what will have the largest effect size. So students cheating, getting away with cheating uh, versus how teachers will um, be enabled in their development of curriculum. Like what, what's going to have the biggest effect size. I want to talk a little bit more about that. I think, so just imagine uh, a chat bot like this in a third world country or in a location that doesn't have access to any curriculum. You know, we're, we're, we're here trying to figure out between McGraw Hill and, National Geographic. Well, there are lots of people in the world that don't have anything. Uh, they do have an internet connection. Um, they're 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 not going to be able to purchase any textbooks to to come in. They've been using the internet, Khan Academy, and lots of other tools, mm-hmm. uh, and it's been good. But maybe they have limited access to teachers. Uh, maybe they have limited. Um, access to curriculum in their own language maybe mm-hmm. they have uh, you know there's all kinds of limitations um, how does a curriculum company compete in these kind of fringe markets maybe they don't even want to um, and then ultimately how does a traditional curriculum company compete with a database of lesson plans going back 50 years, let's say, paired with demographical data and an AI. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How does a traditional curriculum company compete with that? Like, what are they going to do?
0: Well, I mean, like once a teacher understands that they can use that instead of the textbook or even the very poorly designed and hard to access textbook website that comes with it that is supposed to provide these additional tools. They're not going to touch the textbook anymore and they already don't. I mean, that's the reality too. Like what what is so beautiful about Khan Academy is that you can find a specific topic, get taught on that specific thing and then and then move on and that's that that's sufficient in a lot of ways. Now, imagine that you had uh, information about the student, data about how they've done in the past and knew what mistakes they've made in the past so that you could then say here's the perfect instructional video for you because of the mistakes that you've made in the past. So when they're explaining the Pythagorean theorem and know that you have trouble with square roots and squares, they, they already know that this video that's going to explain that specifically and a different way that works for better for people who have trouble with square roots and squares, like that is genius. That's amazing. You would go to that every single day uh, for help and understanding that content because it would know where you struggle and be able to be prepared
1: for you to be successful. It's a game changer. I mean, yeah. I don't know. Is anybody else talking about this yet? Or is it all just on the other end, just talking about how it's going to
0: lead to plagiarism? Well, uh, the vast majority of what I've seen is how it's going to lead to plagiarism, and especially in the education circle. So,
1: you know, that's... So you're, you're tied into this a lot more than I am. Is there anybody out there who is following this or developing this or working on something like what we're talking about that we need to pay attention to
0: uh i'm not aware of anybody but i would love to hear if anybody out there is aware of somebody i would love to interview them i would love to get their work shared out there more because like i think that that this definitely can be a game changer and it can be really just a a huge boon for education to to really i mean My big frustration is that schools that have been in Title I status and failing schools for years and years and years, and nothing ever changes, despite all the money we throw at those schools, all the effort we put into it, all the hard, dedicated people working so dang hard to to help these kids be successful. And the only measure that we really have that anybody cares about is still in the tank again and again and again. It just breaks my heart to see that happen over and over again. Just beating our head against the wall. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there are people who are doing it, and I just, honestly, I haven't been looking for them, but I'm sure somebody is. And, again, if you happen to hear this and you're doing it or know someone who is, then let's let's talk and let's find a way to get them more exposure and, and help share what they're doing.
1: It's going to be okay. So, what do you think the timeline on this is? Are we so we've seen we've we've all seen the latest these these latest AI machine learning tools coming out? um, Whether again, whether it's an art or text, what how far away are we from seeing this in education? tied in with live student data of some sort and paired with a localized database of of curriculum how, how how distant is that?
0: I mean it can't be that far So like when you look at the chat GPT stuff it's it it's been trained on information prior to, uh two Parts, years ago. two yeah two thousand nineteen I think is when the the date is. So um because it, it basically doesn't really understand anything about the pandemic from if I remember right. Or somewhere around there. So there's not there's yeah. not, not much information for that. So if you so you know it's taken two years to get to this point, let's say. Um I think it may be another two years out from here. And that could be, um, that could be where it's at. I, I don't know. I mean, I don't think it's that far. Uh, I think, I think the harder thing is going to be uh, getting teachers to accept it and adopt it, you know, like, I don't know that, that seems like the bigger challenge. I see, I see kids using this to make their lives easier by, answering questions that their teachers are asking and doing essays mm. that their teachers ask them to do. I see kids doing that right away because they know that it doesn't matter and it doesn't mean anything. So they, because it doesn't mean anything, they don't want to put any time or effort into it. And you and I have both seen kids put tons of time and effort into things that actually matter to them. And so if we can do if we can help teachers see that this would be beneficial for them, I think they could get on board with it eventually, but I don't think that they're I don't think they're looking at it like that. They're only seeing, well, now kids are going to answer my questions really easily. But, like, this is how things go with that, with new technology, right?
1: So, how long, let me put it this way, how long until there is a PowerSchool plugin that you can purchase that gives you access to just crawling all of your student data to help you find some of the things that human eyes can't see. So not not necessarily instructional, but just mm-hmm. demographical attendance, maybe some behavior data, all kinds of demographics, you know, programs.
0: I, I think there's already something out there that does that. Actually, I I feel like I've heard that there that somebody is using something like that to to get data um, and insights from.
1: I've seen sophisticated queries and I've seen sophisticated algorithms. I've not seen proper AI that goes in not knowing anything and mm-hmm. looks at everything and then starts telling you things that you need to know. Yeah. Yeah. It feels like it's coming.
0: Yeah, I'm sure it is. i I'd say by next school year somebody's going to be doing it. That That's only eight months from now.
1: Mm. Well, they, they already have these tools built, right? So really mm-hmm. it's about giving them new data sets and uh training Mm -hmm. them on new data do you know anything about how the training works um i don't know
0: very much about it no
1: so like my question would be does the ai uh maybe it's trained on some big school districts and then a small school district buys it. And then is like, what kind of bias will be inherent when it's mm-hmm. presented with a new data set? You know, there's all kinds of potentially ethical questions about that. Right. Yeah. Totally. One of the, um, one of the criticisms of, of uh, chat um, G what is it GPP? Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the criticisms of chat GPT is that it doesn't show sources. Now you can ask for a source and it'll tell you, Mm -hmm. but when it writes a critique of something, it doesn't tell you the sources that it pulled from. And kind of one of the questions is, is it, is it kind of just rewriting something that's already been written? Is it just kind of merging a few articles is it where is it on the continuum of plagiarism? Uh, when it's putting those things together, when is it creating something new? You know, so that's kind of interesting. Um, but uh, when when it's trained and then when it's given new data, how how will it react? Uh, is still kind of mm-hmm. unknown. Yeah yeah but, but I could see data. school districts needing to be very careful if they are utilizing the, the AI is the AI trained on someone else's data or is it trained on their data and and how mm-hmm. much influence um, has been applied to it with data that's not really applicable to that school you know how it is here in Alaska there's a lot of cultural kind of unique cultural elements and uh i don't know just uh not necessarily mainstream minorities in in the united states if that makes any sense there there are minority populations here that aren't necessarily thought of a whole lot in mainstream american culture so when we when we start looking at curriculum when we Look at tools. If we looked at an AI, and and how an AI might lead us, or or suggest things to us, or influence us, we would need to be very careful about um, inherent biases in the in the AI. Yeah, that's true,
0: and that's something that uh, I don't know the answer to, but it's it's. <laughs> it's likely going to be in there. So, yeah, well, this has been a, uh, a good conversation, Damon. Thank you as always.
1: Yeah, man, I'm gonna, I'm just taking a walk here. It's a beautiful night here in Kodiak. It's not raining.
0: Yeah, that means beautiful.
1: (laughs) I can see some stars. I see like, five stars so
0: they're peeking through the cloud excellent okay well thank you for pushing this I appreciate it and uh, glad we could do it and we really should talk more this is fun
1: yeah yeah if you ever uh, come across an article or come across an idea we can do an impromptu Twitter space sometimes it's hard to plan them uh, but impromptu sometimes is fun
0: yeah it is and and i don't care uh that that nobody showed up i mean we had two people here in the beginning and uh i appreciate that but um it's always good talking to you and getting my thoughts out outside of myself so thank you oh there you are
1: absolutely all right you want to
0: sign off damon
1: (laughs) yep (laughs) Uh, I got Heidi calling me, so that means I'm late. Uh, so I will let you go, Jethro. Thank you so much, man. I'll talk to you later, brother. All right.
0: Give Heidi my love, man. Talk to mm-hmm. you later. Bye. Bye. Do you want to simplify your school's technology, save teachers time, improve students' performance on state assessments? You can do it all, but don't waste another minute. Head straight to IXL.com slash